Patricia Nduli. It is a quarter past 11, and uh, for the next 45 minutes, we're talking the impact of COVID-19 on special schools. So for schools for children with special educational needs or children with disabilities. And we'll also be talking a bit later on around um, African farming development. Uh, like I said, the South Korean embassy um, has donated equipment to a non-profit organization to help smallholder farmers. And I think this is a great initiative. Please do continue interacting with us. Love hearing from you. Also give us questions on uh, the topics that we are going to have on 01 one seven one four two double zero six or you can WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. I'd like to welcome Cynthia Morrison, who's the director at uh, a chance to play South Africa, which is an NPO. Cynthia, good morning. Good morning to you, Patricia. So yesterday, the Maposa Management Consultants uh, hosted a virtual conference on inclusive and special education particularly the impact that COVID-19 has had on schools, and uh, especially for those children who have uh, special needs or have uh, some learning difficulties. Talk to us about um, the conference that happened yesterday and its objectives. Um, I wonder, I'm sorry, I wonder if you could just repeat that. I don't know why, but you're not really clear on my phone, I'm sorry to say. Um, I don't know if there's something you can do about it. All right, we are hearing you loud and clearly, Cynthia. Is it better now? Oh, that's right. Okay, now I can hear you better. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Were you asking about the conference yesterday? Yes, and what the objectives of the conference were. Um, Well, I think, you know, every year um, that company that you mentioned is organizing a conference for um, to do with special needs. And um, there were people that were speaking about how to assess children, how technology is helping children with special needs. Uh, But my particular interest, of course, is in the fact that um, there are very few play opportunities for children with special needs. And in fact, um, you know, play is kind of last on everybody's agenda, um, even for children that are able-bodied. You know, education is put first, uh, which is, you know, education has to be up there. But if children are able to relax and um, enjoy play, then they are going to be able to function better in life because um, it's good for their well-being to be able to play. Most definitely good for their well-being. But, uh, you know, we can't ignore the fact that uh, so much has happened uh, since COVID-19. And um, with uh, special schools, schools that cater to children with learning disabilities and just any physical disabilities have really been hit hard. How, How can, I mean, from the conference's overview, how can parents with children with special needs who need to access these schools help in the plight that the schools are facing, especially with funding? Especially with funding? Um, Patricia, I'm just sort of, um, you know, trying to, uh, it's it's so hard because I still can't hear you properly. All right. Cynthia, I'm going to send you you back to the producers so they can assist with your line so at least we can have a better interview. Let's take a bit of a break. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. It is 20 minutes after 11 and we're having a discussion around um, 
A virtual conference that happened yesterday on inclusive and special education, particularly the impact of COVID-19 um, on uh, schools that cater for children with learning difficulties and disabilities. And, you know, plays a very important aspect for young children at you know, at any age or with any uh, learning challenges, but it seems that with COVID-19, there's been quite a lot of challenges. I'd like to hear from you. Um, If you're a parent with a child that attends a school for special needs or a child with disabilities, how are you coping with, you know, the disparities in education, the cost of education for children with disabilities, the distances that you have to travel to get your child an education, and also facilities. Um, call in on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104107. Our guest is Cynthia Morrison, who's the director of an NPO called A Chance to Play South Africa. Cynthia, can you hear me a bit better now? <laughs> Cynthia, are you there? Yes, I can hear you much better. All right, excellent. So maybe tell us what you were presenting at uh, this particular virtual conference. Okay, so I was thrilled to get the opportunity to speak about uh, play opportunities for children with special needs uh, because basically throughout South Africa, I have yet to hear of one playground that caters for children, especially with problems with mobility. So that means um, our general playgrounds are catering for um, children by giving slides, swings, merry-go-rounds, but none of that equipment is available to children with special needs because they, you know, as many of them are in wheelchairs or they've got other mobility problems and they can't access that. So, I mean, every child has a right to play. It's entrenched in the, um, uh, the, the UN Convention of the Rights of the Child. And um, it also says that all children should be given the same benefit. Uh, but Patricia, frankly speaking, um, there are few and far playgrounds in general in South Africa. And um, some of the, some communities have got to travel to a playground. They, they, it's not in their immediate neighborhood. So that's what our organization is striving for, is how can we bring play to the neighborhoods of children? Um, so that uh, they can all access it. And, um, um, you know, there are other things that can be done to give children the fun of play without expensive um, uh, equipment that you would find in, an, in a playground, in a park, for example. There are other ways to do it. And, and these children really do need it, Patricia, because um, everything that children with special needs, almost everything they do is geared towards developing skills, helping them cope, all that sort of thing. And they they really need that relaxation that play brings. Most definitely. So how are you and your organization ensuring that um, children get the chance to play, especially children with uh, disabilities? Oh, well, that's why we were thrilled to be invited to the conference yesterday, because uh, we were at least able to put our point of view across. Um, but um, one of the things we, we do is, um, first of all, we train people on play and on all the different types of play that um, are, are, are important to consider. Then second of all, we have a project called Play Forums, and there um, people in the community, an, active, an action group, actually get together, and then they look at the play opportunities in their two square meters around where they live, more or less, um, and then they see what's missing, and then they try and figure out what could they do to help play happen. So um, even in your even in your playgrounds, your general parks, 
Uh, there's play equipment there for children of, I'd say, maybe two up to like maybe seven. Um, but children from seven and up have very, very little to, uh, to, to play with because those children are needing stuff like, like they need a challenge. They need balancing, for example, activities. They need, um, I'm sure that uh, many listeners will have uh, used a sufi slide perhaps where you slide down and maybe land in water. Those are all things that, that, that excite and exhilarate children, uh, but there's very little available for them. Hmm. Yeah, it's a very devastating that not all facilities are available for all children, especially children with disabilities. So how do we ensure that uh, all our communities, all our schools, especially those catering for children with disabilities, have these facilities? Maybe we as the community need to club together, or should we be employing um, you know, government to fund us? Well, um, I think a problem is that government doesn't have the money. For example, if you look at your public parks, generally they have nobody there to keep an eye on children playing. There, there's, no, um, there's no guard, there's no protection, and that is why um, it's one of the great barriers to learning, at least not to learning, but the barriers to play in our country is that um, the parents feel um, the playgrounds are unsafe. They, they don't want to send their children there. So one of the things that we recommend is something that happens a lot in England in particular, which is called street play. So that means that um, a community gets together and they decide that they will close off a street or even two streets uh, for a period of time. It could be twice a month or monthly. And then um, everybody in the community comes out there in, in, in that closed street and the children play. So what's great about that is if there are children with special needs in that neighborhood, they would come out and they would be able to take part in the play there that's happening. So, um, you know, uh, able-bodied children might, uh, uh, you know, skip, they might uh, ride bikes, they might do those sorts of things, but we have to adapt those things for children with special needs. So, for instance, they never, ever experience the exhilaration of being on a swing, for example. Uh, that they, 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 they don't experience that, 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 that thrill that, that causes you to laugh. And, um, but if you were to take a child in a wheelchair and you push them um, on a street, um, winding them, for example, between children like an obstacle course, that would be fun for a child with special needs. So, so we really all got to put our heads together and see, without costing money, what are the things that we can do um, to help all children have fun? Mm, without costing money, but let's come together as a community. I'm so exactly. glad that, uh, Cynthia, you are giving us understanding on um, the importance of play for children. So for people who want to be part of your NPO, A Chance to Play South Africa, how can they be in touch and what sort of assistance do you require? Um, well, really, we, um, we, we're starting with a thing that we call Play Champions, a project we call Play Champions. So what that means is that a lot of people get together, uh, virtually, of course, at the moment, and that we try to decide how can we help play happen in our neighborhood. Now, once before, a couple of years ago, when we had World Play Day, we tried to um, have um, open streets um, in, in, in the CBD of Johannesburg, and we had to pay the council about 6,000 rand for various services. So what we as communities need to do is we need to persuade councils that if we want to close streets, that they're not going to charge us anything to do it because we, we are doing it as a community service, we're doing it as volunteers, um, and, and, and it's for our very own communities. 
Um, so um, now we have a website. It's um, www.a-chance-2-play.org.za. And on there, people will see all information about us. And they would, if they are interested in any aspect, uh, play champions or any other aspect, they can send us a message from the website. Or alternatively, uh, they could call us. And I'm just going to give you my number right now, 082-601-2526. Um, so that, you know, we, we can be in touch with folk and see. But we, we ourselves are a small organization, so we really need people on the ground that can help us to achieve this common goal of trying to make better play for, for all children. Excellent. Uh, thank you so very much, Cynthia. And I'm sure we'll be getting in touch with you um, to uh, be part of this great initiative. Have a good day. Thank you. Same. Same to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's time for us to go to the news headlines with Namsam Luli.